The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your March 23rd edition, uh, Tuesday edition, uh, and I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am joined by my the one and only, my good buddy, Will. William is Billiam Harris. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing good, Santino. Great to be on with you. Well, I'm doing as good as I can. You know, you did smoke me in fantasy uh, last week, so I'm here, though. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up, but if you want to. <laughs> oh, you were than... going to bring it up. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. Um, you did now, so I guess we can go there. But yeah, and <clears throat> it was a pretty good one. And then at the end, just pulled away, benched everybody in the fourth quarter to make it look funnier. <laughs> anyway, on to the show. <laughs> yeah, anyway, on to the show. We got a good one here for you guys. Uh, six game slate after a couple. Uh, of, of 10 games, 11 games, seven, a bunch of good games in the, in the last three, four days. We had big slates. Going back down to the six-gamer here for this Tuesday slate. Uh, we do have a couple spreads for you. Four of the six are already out. We have some injury news. And we're going to be want to keep our eyes peeled or eyes open, ears peeled, however, whatever the, the saying goes. But uh, now that we're creeping towards the trade deadline, I... Uh, Right now we're doing this late Monday night. We have less than 72 hours until the trade deadline. Uh, we are going to be getting people who just sit because of rest, potentially trading them. They might, uh, they don't want to get injured, and some crazy news is going to happen. But we already have some heavy hitters on tomorrow's slate that are not going to play. Uh, one of them is going to be Kyrie Irving. The other is going to be Steph Curry. Uh, James Harden is questionable. So we got a lot of big news to break down for you guys. Uh, before we jump into that, I do want to shout out our guys over at MyBookie. Uh, it's simply the best sports book out there, whether you're you're betting on sports, you're betting on uh, all the other stuff they have, the casino, uh, all props, over-under, whatever the case may be you're betting on, it's my go-to, and I use it uh, religiously out here. Um, and if you want to go there... It, you sign up. Uh, you can enter the promo code Hoopball. That's H O O P B L oh, B. I can't even spell it. H O O P B A L L, and you get your first deposit matched up halfway to a thousand bucks. So if you put in five hundred dollars, you'll get an extra two fifty on your account there to play with, uh, and it's awesome. Again, the promo code is Hoopball. I'll try. I, I'm not going to try and spell it again because I I really butcher that <laughs> for that first one. Can't even spell my her own site. Jeez. Um, but yeah, man, are you are you excited? Before we get in here, anything you want to say about this slate? Oh, I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be a lot of uh, you know sleepers, guys. You're not you're not usually uh, using, but because of the injuries and like you said with the trade potential holding out situation, it's going to be a lot of guys you're going to be. Using like Kyle Kuzma, for instance, that you may not have been so excited to use, but you know tonight's going to be one of those nights you're going to have some guys like that. But we're going to start wanna, off with Denver and Orlando. You don't want to use the Kuz? Oh, uh, you you would want to <laughs> use the Kuz. <laughs> uh, you do want to use the Kuz, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have on the six games we have one game at seven, two at seven thirty, one at eight, and then to two late ones at ten p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. We should have the mo a lot of news. 
in by then, but uh, one big thing of advice, and I say this all the time, but uh, especially true here, if you're not going to keep up with the news, if you're just going to try and fill out a lineup, uh, I would say play very light. If you're gonna, if you just want to play and just play, don't don't put in big bucks if you're not really going to pay attention to the news because we're going to get some curveballs. Uh, just be prepared for that one. You don't want to be putting in someone in your lineup and then getting that uh, clipper treatment where they get ruled out right after the lineup <laughs> lock start. Uh, we saw that today with the Pacers. The Brogdon and Sabonis got ruled out, I, I believe, close to lock. <clears throat> but uh, and, uh, Jason, Jason Tatum's awesome. Yeah. 17 minutes before the game. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's uh, changes. Of that. That's a, those guys cost a lot of money, so they change everything around, which makes it even worse. Um, but, yeah, let's get, get, jump in the slate before we digress a little bit <laughs> more. Uh, the first game of the night, you, you touched on it, is the Nuggets at the, the Magic. This one starts at 7 p.m. This is the only one that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the spread for this one is 219, and the Nuggets are 6.5-point road favorites. Uh, both of these teams are on the front ends of a back-to-back. We have four teams that can say that. Uh, two of them are these teams. And um, for the injury report on on this, we have Gary Harris is out. He's also uh, being floated around in trade rumors. Monte Morris is out, and Greg Whittington is questionable for the for the Nuggets. For the Magic, we have a laundry list as usual. Isaac Fultz, they're not going to return. Cole Anthony is currently out. Uh, I was last thing I read is he's not as close as he should be. It's going to be a little bit longer for him. Um, and then we have Terrence Ross. Uh, Jason Randall and Mo Bamba, all questionable. We'll start our this one on the Nuggets side, and I'll throw it over to you, my friend. Uh, how are you feeling about this this Nuggets team and uh, and Jokic and everybody else in particular? Jokic is the third highest priced guy on this slate right now, and deservedly so. You know, with Jokic, you know his last two games were in the sixties and seventies. When you're paying that price at ten thousand seven hundred, you want a guy that's going to be able to produce, and he's been producing all season. A uh, friend of mine, you know, in our fantasy league, uh, first time ever playing, does, didn't know, you know, most of the players, but he's got, he got uh, Jokic and Damian Lillard, and he's like smoking everyone in the fantasy <laughs> league. So, you know, anytime you get Jokic and Dame plays tonight too, you're going to be in, in good shape. Um, I like Jamal Murray, you know, especially with Monte Morris out and uh, his production has been ramping up. Michael Porter Jr., obviously, you know, he's been playing well lately at 6,700. Uh, Will Barton is, you know, basically the starting lineup is, is you're in good shape uh, with the Nuggets. Like Barton is at 5,800. He'll hit that price. But uh, the guy that piques my interest is uh, Forkan Compazzo. Fakundu Compazzo. I, I mix his real name and his nickname up all the time. <laughs> but he's at 4,000. With Monte Morris out, he's going to have, you know, the opportunities. You know, he may not be a lock, but at 4,000, he's someone you can slide in your lineup because you know he's going to get the minutes. Uh how are you feeling about the Nuggets tonight? Yeah, and I, I like Fakiu too. I think he's a <laughs> he's a pretty good play as long as Morris and Harris are out. He's going to get the minutes. He did not do well in that last game. I shot over right. four from the the field. Oh, and those were all three pointers though, and that's what we want to see if he's taking shots. Um, hilariously though, uh, out of his last nine shots, eight of them have been three pointers. So he's taken he's taken threes. Didn't get many assists in the last one, but he was piling them up before that. Uh, he can, at, 
4K, I don't mind. I don't mind going there for a value play if you have to go there. Uh, this is another matchup where this might get out of hand very quickly, and you might see extended minutes because of it. Um, for me, I think Jokic is the one guy. I or well, no, Jokic and Porter are the two guys that I I'd be looking at here. If you think this game stays competitive, I don't think it'll be too much of a blowout. But um, if they do rest Aaron Gordon because he did formally request a trade. And if Terrence Ross can't go, then I don't know how much exposure I really want to this team because this just looks like a, a, a buy game here with the way that they're, they're playing. So we'll see what the, the injury report is. But I think you hit hit the, the news right uh, on the guys that I'd be looking for at too. But uh, big game to keep an eye on because Orlando just might blow it up. <clears throat> but um, yeah, how, about, how about on the Orlando side, man? Who are you looking at over here? Yeah, uh, and if you know you're trying to be save a little bit of money on the center position, uh, Vucevic is at ninety seven hundred. That's a thousand cheaper than Jokic. He has the potential to get you, you know, fifties and sixties. So you know you could also use him. Uh, and you know he's been having an all star amazing season this year. And uh, with like you said about Aaron Gordon, that is a great point. Uh, he did officially request a trade out of Orlando, so it's possible that he won't play tonight. And if he does. They're not going to play on big minutes, I wouldn't think, because they don't want to get him injured uh, in case they're going to move him. And it looks like they are going to. Uh, you know, Fournier uh, is at 6,600. He's been having a, a really good season this year. So, uh, you know, he's going to be high 20s, uh, high 30s, anywhere in between that range. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of a safe play. He's not going to be too great. and He's definitely not going to hurt you. Um Guy I'm looking at though is Michael Carter Williams. He's been out with the injury, but he came back, you know, uh, the 21st, and he had 18 and a half uh, DraftKings points. But they played him limited minutes, so I think this game, you know, with another day of rest, they should ramp him up a little bit more, especially with Ann Gordon uh, possibly out or not playing many minutes because he's runs the point a little sometimes for him. I think Michael Carter Williams should be productive, and, and you know, he's going to get those minutes at 5300. Uh, you intrigued by them? Yeah, and it all depends on who I see in the the injury report. Because funnily enough, or right. funnily enough, I know that the the Nuggets can use Terrence. I, I saw reading rumors that uh, they're looking into Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier's availability, and maybe they get a first hand look at at if they want to trade for these guys uh, in more instant offense to get. The, some of the pressure off Jokic and, and Murray and uh, MPJ there. So uh, they might get a first-hand look at them. I don't – if Aaron Gordon is not going to play or play less minutes or Fournier or Ross, all these guys are very prevalent in trade talks right now. Uh, I'll have to keep an eye out for that – keep an eye out for the – I can't even talk right now. You get what I'm saying. But look out for that uh, and see who's going to be in, who's going to be out, who's might be limited or whatnot. But um, – this is a good matchup for these guys, and I think, like you mentioned, Michael Carter-Williams might have the safest role outside of uh, Vooch on this team just because all the variables that were going there uh, with everybody else. And, and maybe Okeke at only 3,500. Uh, he might be able to squeeze in 25, 30 minutes depending on what they do with the, the starters that are on the block. Uh, maybe Gary Clark, Ken Burke get extra minutes. We'll, we'll have to figure that out, but there are a – those guys down there, we might have a few – uh, solid value options down there, uh, depending on yeah. what they do with the starters. Because I be- uh, this game and then on Wednesday are the two last games before the trade deadline uh, for the Magic. So they may 
just choose to limit these guys in preparation of a trade. And if they don't ultimately trade them, then it's all uh, all hands on deck after that. So we'll see what they do before that. <clears throat> yeah, I also got to mention uh, James Ennis. You know, he was out, you know, over a month, well, almost a month. Uh, and he came back his first game on the 21st. And he uh, scored 18 actual NBA points and five rebounds. So that, that only net him to 27 DraftKings points. But once again, he only played 21 minutes. His minutes should go up also. So he has potential to get you in the 30s in the drafting points. So I think, especially if Gordon and Ross don't play, uh, I think he's a great play at 3,800 also. Yeah, and that's another good call. And that's another guy who's not making any mo- like really any money. I believe he's on an expiring contract, and he could be had for, I'm assuming, a second-round pick or just a cheap young player. So another guy who could be moved. But um, – Another option, possibly another option under that 4K that uh, Orlando might provide for us on this six-game slate, which is a big boon to the rest of the value here. <clears throat> Man, I tell you, Orlando is interesting every time we do one of these <laughs> shows. They're one of the most interesting teams. Yeah, they got a lot. Uh, even Aminu, but he hasn't. They haven't. They've been reluctant to give him 30 minutes coming off that like missed year, pretty much uh, of basketball. But he's only he's under 4K, and and he might be an option too. <clears throat> but uh, let's move on to this next one, man. We have the Washington Wizards at the New York Knicks. We do have a spread for this. It is 225, and the Knicks are three-point home favorites. Uh, on the injury report, we have, for the Knicks, uh, we have Alfred Payton is questionable. Emmanuel Quickly and Mitch Robb are probable. Austin Rivers is out. And if you – that's it for the, the Knicks. And if you're paying attention, you know that Derrick Rose is back. He did have COVID. He said he had COVID and he had all the symptoms. Uh, he missed almost a, a month. A month, I, I believe he was. He missed right in the be or February twenty something, but early twenties. Uh, I think he missed just about a month or three weeks. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, and then on the Washington side, we have Davis Bertans, Thomas Bryant, Ish Smith, all out. Everybody else is good to go. Um, but let's start with the the Wizard side. Um, do you want to jump into this one? Uh, sure, I can take it. With the Wizards, um, obviously you have Russ uh, at 10800 Russell Westbrook. He has been playing, you know, at that price range. He's putting up numbers like Jokic. You know, he's not being talked about as far as, you know, his stats because a lot of people think he's just stat pads. But, you know, as far as drafting productions, he's one of the most guaranteed players you can choose. Uh, unfortunately, Brad Beal, his last game, he only had 24 drafting points. So that's going to scare you a little bit to play him at 9,400, but I think he'll bounce back against the Knicks. Even though they are a top-five defensive team, I doubt Bill would have two back-to-back uh, bad games, but that would make it a little um, you know, questionable for me to put him in my lineup. Uh, then you have Rui Hachimura. He, you know, he, he was on a good little tear there, then he slumped down, and now it looks like he's back again. So I don't know if you want to trust him at 6,000. But he's going to be that third most productive guy for the Wizards. So they're going to need someone to score. He would be the guy you want to look at. Uh, other than that, it's not too many guys on the Wizards I like. They just have a bunch of role players. And I wish they would play uh, Denny Abia more. But, you know, they're being conservative with him. The centers are a terrible situation for them. Uh, but it's one guy, if you hadn't noticed, I'm looking at. Um, is Isaac Bonga. You know, uh, with the injury to Davis Bertans. Coach uh, Scott Brooks said he wants to get him more minutes, you know, put him out there. He's a young guy. Uh, you know, last game, 
He didn't do much. They only played him 12 minutes, even though he said before last game, I wanted to get him more minutes, but I could see him potentially getting more minutes in this next game because they're going to need his range and, you know, defensive abilities, and he can put up some stats for you. So it's probably too risky to put him in your lineup. You know, you could put him in a GPP possibly, but at the minimum salary of 3000 he's a guy you should keep your eye out on for a potential, you know, use in the lineup. Yeah, and and for me, I, I just don't like playing people against the Knicks a lot. I mentioned it a lot. Uh, they are one of the best defensive teams in the league, and they are the slowest-paced team in the league. So it's just not, for me, a recipe of, for fantasy success. But looking at the the um, the slate, knowing that James Harden is questionable, and that is the late game, uh, fantastic matchup, but we'll get to that soon. I think if we don't get any news on that, Westbrook won't be a, a, a terrible pivot option in, in GPPs just because he's been on fire. He looks like the OKC uh, version of the Westbrook in the last some odd games here. Um, just playing great, even even if he's not shooting the ball particularly well or, or is turning the ball over in massive quantity as he is, he's still ripping down rebounds, getting a bunch of assists, scoring the ball a lot, and doing the typical popcorn numbers. So uh, I think he's... Fairly safe even in this matchup, and we know Rose is playing. Rose is not the greatest of defenders. Uh, neither is Alfred Payton is he, if he comes back. So he does have an advantage in that scenario. I don't know if I really want to target Beal, uh, even though we are getting a, a discount. It's just I don't like the matchup. Um, but if I do have to look at someone else here, I, I'm reluctant to say this, but Alex Len had a really good game in the last one. I know it was against Brooklyn, <laughs> but he saw 29 minutes, and... I don't know if that sticks because Scott Brooks doesn't like any of his centers. He just mixes and matches depending on who's not doing bad that game. Um, but if you're digging down in that four under 4K range, I mean, he theoretically is an option there. But I'm probably going to stick away from the Wizards for the most part and hope that uh, Harden plays, or if not, we know Dame Lillard's going against the Nets also. Yeah, I agree. You know, the Wizards are pretty sketchy, so. <laughs> <laughs> but how about the Knicks, man? Uh, now that we're, everything we just, I just mentioned about the, the pace and the, the defense of, of the Knicks, it's flipped on its head over here because the Wizards play fast and they just play loose. And by loose, I mean, they don't care if you score. <laughs> yeah, that I think for the Knicks, uh, you know, Julius Randle is at 9,900. I think it's, Pretty much always safe to play Julius Randle. You know, he obviously made had an all-star season this year. You know, he's putting up some big points, rebounds, and assists. He's had a couple triple-doubles this season. And he's pretty much, you know, he drives that team. I don't know if you saw the last game. He hit that three at the at the buzzer to send him into overtime. You know, normally you don't go to a power forward for that, you know, unless it's Anthony Davis. So I just love the way he's been playing all season. Uh, R.J. Barrett uh, at 6,600. Should be a safe play. Uh, never exciting, you know, but he's a safe play. Uh, the two guys that interest me are Alec Burks at 5,800 um, and Reggie Bullock at 4,900. They can kind of put up normally the same type of production, uh, but it, it, it is going to hurt that Derrick Rose is coming back. But I don't think he'll play a full complement of minutes. He, they normally don't when they first come back. But you got to check out for Rose and Alfred Payton. If they come back, I think that will hurt them too. Um, but Burks and, uh, you know, Reggie Bullock have been playing big, big, big minutes while everyone was out and they've been playing very well and competitive. 
and uh, you know, Tibbs loves his veterans, you know, that are, you know, know how to win. So I can see them still getting minutes. Uh, you can check and see uh, who's going to start. Uh, I'm sure it'll be Burks. But, you know, those two guys interest me at 5,800 and 4,900. Uh, would you consider them considering that uh, Rose is back and, you know, if Peyton is back? Um, yeah, that's that's the tough thing. How many minutes are Rose is Rose going to play? If Peyton plays, how many minutes is he going to play? Quickly is there too. Uh, that it's, it's probably going to be jumbled for me. So I don't, I don't know if I particularly want to go there, but, uh, against Washington, they all can theoretically eat. So we'll, we'll see exactly what happens there. And, and Mitch Robb, how many minutes is he going to play? Cause if he's ready for, I don't think he is, I think he's going to stay around 20 minutes, but if he was ready for 30 minutes, this is just a fantastic matchup. Again, the, the wizards front court is just bad defensively. Uh, you, I, I don't mind attacking a lot of these guys, <clears throat> Um, Randall, 9-9. We have so many heavy hitters on this slate that I'm probably not going to go after him. But if you don't want to spend up that extra 1K for uh, a Jokic or we mentioned Westbrook, I'd probably I prefer Randall probably over Westbrook just because of the matchup. Uh, but if you don't want to spend for the guys in that late game, if Harden misses, maybe it's a blowout and you want to you want to save some money and not go over there. Randall makes for a great uh, pivot, man. Uh, under 10K against the Wizards defense, that's yeah. that's where he can really hit you 60 points and get to his – or even higher and get to his high upside. But I don't mind taking stabs at, like an R.J. Barrett at 6'6". Six, six. Um, depending on what how the guard rotation shakes out, with, as you mentioned, like Rose, Burks, quick, quickly, Peyton, depending on how they're they're going to align that in the starting lineup, I don't, mean, may, I don't mind taking shots at a few of those guys. Um I wanted to say Mitch Robb, but I, I don't think he's going to play 20 minutes. And then Noel's still near 5K, so I don't think I want to go there. But uh, I don't mind Randall Barrett and taking a shot at one of these guards, depending on what um, Tom Thibodeau says pregame. Well, Mitch Robb did play 17 minutes last game. You, you think uh, you don't think they're going to wrap him up a little bit more? I maybe not too much. I, I think around like 22. I think he goes five and then five and then five. Um, yeah. Maybe he's ready for a full compliment, but I'm just not sure he's there yet. I think they're going to say he's still going to remain on the minutes limit, but a couple extra. Um, he still could bring back value at in this matchup, but I'm just, I, I don't want to spend that much for him in in that scenario. Because there's still Taj, Taj Gibson who gets right. minutes no matter what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't yeah I was going to say, and, uh, he's not needed, you know, extremely in this game. Because, like I said, Alex Lynn is their best offensive option. I mean, I think the Knicks will be okay. <laughs> yeah, they should. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's jump on to this next game, man. We got the Los Angeles Lakers at the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, we have a spread for this one. It is 221.5, and the Pelicans are 4.5 point home favorites the pelicans uh and on the lakers side we have lebron ad jared dudley all out and the pelicans have jj reddick out and lonzo ball as questionable now that's a key one to keep an eye on we were mentioning um people possibly being traded lonzo ball's name has been going around the rumor mill um don't know if he will get traded because he really does fit so well on this team or with Zion, but I don't think that the Pelicans want to pay 20 million for him when they already have Ingram and they know that they got to pay Zion and Bledsoe and, and um, Steven Adams are making near 20 million right now. So um, 
I digress, but we'll get to <laughs> the the side of the ball. Throw it to you again. Um, we know LeBron, no AD, very good matchup. How many Lakers can you target here? Uh, looking at their price tags, uh, they got they all most of them got got a little bit of price bump here uh, since that last one. Yeah, well, it's only three that I'm really looking at. Uh, you know, with LeBron and AD out, you would think this is Kuzma's team. This is his time to take over. You know. Um, but the last game that LeBron was out, uh, Schroeder is the guy that took over. You know, he averaged 15 points on the season. He went off for 22 points. You know, not enough assists for my liking, only three. But uh, it seems like he is seeing the green light and he's going to take advantage of it. But I think, you know, in the upcoming games, I think Kuzma will be more aggressive. So at 6,800, uh, I think that's, you know, very reasonable for him. And he should get, you know, anywhere from 35 to 45 drafting points, in my opinion as long as he's aggressive. Uh, but if you don't want to spend that on Kuzma at 6,800, I think you could possibly get the same level of production in Taylor Horton Tucker at 5,500. Uh, he scored 17 points and six rebounds the last game LeBron was out. I think he can keep that type of production up. Uh, and so that would be in a similar range as Kuzma for $1,300 less, uh, dollars less. So I think, you know, those are only three guys I'm looking at. Um, are you interested in that? Do you trust Harold? What do you think about the Lakers? Because you are the Lakers, the Lakers aficionado, you know. So <laughs> break them down for it. Yeah, I think uh, Harold's in a pretty solid matchup. They they really need him here. They don't have much uh, in the front court. I know Marcus Saul might be back. I don't know, but they they need Harold to do something. Don't mind going there. I think it's slightly. Uh, pricey there i think uh, schroeder is a better option as you mentioned this is he is the def, uh the de facto number one option right now on offense <clears throat> kyle kuzma's trying to be but i think schroeder is a little better and this is a better matchup also for schroeder than it is for for kuzma uh, Taylor horton tucker last game uh he was my chalk guy at 4200 now he gets that appropriate 1300 dollars price tag that's still not enough. Uh, he could, he's still going to bring back value at 55, so I, I will take some shots here. Very good matchup for him, whether he starts or comes off the bench, and I think he's probably going to come off the bench, but he should see near 30 minutes or so and bring you back 30-plus fantasy points here because the way his game translates without LeBron and AD, he is he's a guy who uh, gets his own shot, likes to take shots, and is a shooter, so uh, he's going to have free reign to do so. I also don't mind for one of the lower guys, Alex Crusoe at 4K. I think that's a little bit cheaper um, for him. He was 3-3 in the last one, which was pretty good. Uh, played 25 minutes. I, I can see him playing 25, 30 minutes. This is a good matchup for him. He's gonna, um, They're going to need him. And at 4K, he's a, he's a guy that I'd be looking at to fill out my lineups. Not actively targeting, uh, but I don't mind going there. But I'm with you. I think the, the three guys at the top or outside of Kuzma are the three I like uh, in this matchup particularly. <clears throat> Sounds good. Sounds good. But uh, how about on the New Orleans side? We know Lonzo is questionable, and that's big news. Good thing this starts at 730. We should have an answer on that in the last uh, before the game starts. Then in the last one, we saw uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker really take advantage of Lonzo missing. Uh, Eric Bledsoe didn't even want to show up, but – uh, where where are you looking here, and what happens if Lonzo plays or doesn't play? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at four guys on the Pelicans. Zion, obviously, at 8,700. Anytime he's under 9,000, you can use him. 
Uh, lately, Brandon Ingram has been putting up similar uh, production to him, and he's at seventy eight hundred. So if you didn't want to, if you want to save a little money, you can go with Ingram over Zion. Uh, both, both great, both great. Um, uh, Stephen Adams, I'm always considering at 5200 because you know he's going to get the minutes. He's just going to be a big body in there. Uh, last game he played 36 minutes. You know he only had four points, but he had 13 rebounds. So, but he's normally useful. Uh, but uh, the guy I'm looking at, uh, especially if Lonzo is out, is Nikhil Walker Alexander. Nikhil Alexander Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he scored 20 actual NBA points last game. Two out of the last three games, he scored 20 actual NBA points. And at 4,400, that's going to be very useful, especially against this Lakers team that's shorthanded. Uh, so anyone can put up 20 points. That's somebody you can consider. at, And that's such a great price. And, you know, this matchup, the Lakers are, uh, you know, the, like you said, the Pelicans are favorite. Um, and I just don't see anyone that can stop him. On the Lakers, you know, uh, what's his name? What's the shooting guard? Contavious Caldwell Pope probably be on him, but you know, that's a good matchup uh, in this type of situation. Uh, I think that's worth the risk. Do you see anyone else on the Pelicans? Uh, yeah, uh, I like uh, Stephen Adams. I think the matchup is just really good for him. Not yeah. huge on Stephen Adams. I, I don't go here often. But the, the Lakers are just so vulnerable up front, and even more so now. Uh, 5,200, I think, will bring back value here. Um, and, yeah, I like Alexander Walker if, if Lonzo's not playing, like you mentioned, and you have Ingram and, and Zion. I, I lean Ingram if Ball does not play, and I lean Zion if Ball plays. I think uh, Zion or Ball is just very good for Zion. He, he spreads the floor. He's another facilitator. He can create shots for Zion, get him in um, ideal spots for him to use you know, his advantages uh, without him. There's not many floor. There's not as many floor spacers without him and Redick in the lineup. And Zion needs people to displace the floor. Ingram works better uh, in that like ISO type of thing. Uh, so I like him there for that uh, <clears throat> $900 savings, but we'll see what happens with the injury report there. Um, but yeah, I think Steven Adams is, is just in a pretty good matchup. So I would add him to the list that you mentioned. If uh if Lonzo is out, would you trust uh Kara Lewis or Um I don't know. I I thought he yeah, would have had a, a, a decent game in the last one, but he only played seventeen minutes and they really went to Alexander Walker instead. So I'd probably just leave him alone. Uh, but if you had to take a stat like he's bare minimum and if that's what you're looking for, he's probably the best bare minimum option that we or not probably he might be one of the best bare minimum options that are out there depending on what else we get here yeah yeah, i agree so stay tuned for that you know uh right before tip off yep and then then this next game we have is the first round of games at 8 p.m eastern standard time it's the phoenix suns at the miami heat we do not have a spread for this one we also don't have a spread for the next one uh but we do have um this an injury report and the the Suns have Abdel Nader as probable and the Heat have Avery Bradley, Goran Dragic as questionable, Udonis Haslam is out, and Gabe Vincent as probable. Uh, the Suns are the, uh, the third team that are on the front end of a back-to-back. The, the last team that we'll get to is in the last game. Uh, but we'll start with the Suns. I'll throw it over to you again. This is a Tough defensive matchup for both of these teams. A slower pace game. Uh, do you have any interest on the Suns or in the Suns? I have a lot of interest in the Suns, especially with uh, Devin Booker at seventy nine hundred. 
Uh, he's the type of player that can put up the same, same or similar production as Bradley Beal, and Bradley Beal is priced at ninety four hundred. So you know that's fifteen hundred dollars saving. We can get the same amount of points, you know, or close to, um, you know, and they're going to need him in this matchup to keep up with Miami. Uh, CP three uh, at seventy three hundred. You may look at that at face value, say that's a little high. Why is he that much? But you know, his last game he had fifty four DraftKings points. A lot of them before that, he's in the thirties and forties. But that just lets you know he has that potential at 7,300. Um, DeAndre Ayton at 5,900, that's just ridiculous. His talent is much better than that. His production this season has not lived up to what we all expect from him. But I think it's always okay to put him in your lineup because he has that potential. Uh, We all saw it last year. It's just the way they're running the offense at a slower pace. And, you know, more about winning than stats this year. So uh, 5,900 still, that's, I mean, that's hard to not pick someone with that type of talent, uh, even if he doesn't produce. Uh, and then the only other guy I'm looking at is Mikael Bridges. You know, he's a safe bet at 5,800, uh, 5,500. Uh, he, he always has the potential to go off. Uh, I don't know if you're interested in Jameson Crowder, but, you know, those four are the main ones I'm interested in, usually every time with the Suns. Um. Yeah, for for me, not I don't have huge interest in in, in a lot of these guys. Uh, I just think the matchup is tough. I think that the people that I would like the most are Chris Paul. I know he's coming off a triple double. I don't think he'll do that again. But I think Booker sees a lot of Jimmy Butler's defense. Uh, Chris Paul sees Dragic, who's pretty good as well. Um, but he's not Jimmy Butler. He's just he's he's decent. He'll see some Kendrick Nunn too, some Tyler Hero. I think that's good for him. Um, Aiton finally had a big game, and I'm happy about that. He was one of my my favorite picks in the last one. Don't think he'll do it again against Bam. At 5,900, you can take a shot there; it won't kill you. Uh, I just I probably won't go there. Uh, I do don't I, I do like some Jay Crowder going against his former team at 4,500. I uh, hope he'll see a lot of Kelly Olynyk, and I think he'll bring back value here. He doesn't have to have a heater to go to bring back value at 4,500. It's one of his lowest. Uh, price tags in in a in a while. Um, he's been around that for this 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 range lately, but this is a a, a decent matchup for him. Um, and that's probably it here. I this is not a game environment that I that I like too too much. <clears throat> but um, how about on the Heat side? Anything that you're that's sticking out to you over there? I will say uh, Crowder may be priced at that forty five hundred because uh, Cam Johnson just recently came back. He was out for weeks and weeks. I don't know if that's going to hurt him or not, but I do think the revenge game narrative will help Crowder uh, in this one. Uh, Jimmy Butler has been, you know, lights out uh, for the last few weeks um, for the most part. He had 50, uh, almost 51 drafting points last game. He always has that potential. Uh, His price is going up there at 9,300, but I think you can still use him. Uh, No one on Phoenix is really going to scare you. You know, Crowder is probably their best guy they could put on him, but he is not going to be able to keep up with Jimmy Butler for the whole game. Uh, Bam at 8,100, uh, solid. You know, 40s and 50s, you, you should expect. You always can use him. Now, for the rest of the Heat, um, I don't trust any of them except, you know, and I don't even know if I would say trust, but uh, Duncan Robinson at 4,700, uh, he piques my interest. That's a great price. And, uh, you know, they're always going to use him to hit three corners. Last game, he had 30 drafting points. So he has that potential. He's got a lot of duds in there, too, or if you want to consider low 20s duds. Um, but 
I don't trust Hero. I don't trust Dragic with, uh, you know, because he's banged up, if he's going to play the full game or not. Kendrick Nunn, one of my favorite players on the Heat, but will they give him the minutes? Will they not? When they give him the minutes, he's productive, but, you know, they're just so up and down with him. Uh, Jimmy, Bam, and Duncan Ross, the only one I'm considering for Miami. All right, I like it. Uh, <clears throat> for And Dragic, this is a, a revenge game for him going back to, to Phoenix, but uh, we don't know if he's going to play in this one. For me, uh, if Drogic does play, he would probably a guy I would look at if he's if he doesn't have a minutes restriction at 5,400 going against his former team. I don't mind that there. I know Chris Paul's on the other side. That's a very good defender. Um, I don't mind Bam Adebayo, but I probably won't go there. I'm probably not going to go to too many guys on this team. Uh, as, as I don't like target people on the Knicks, I don't like targeting games against the the Suns too much also. Uh, they're just the second slowest team in the league and, and a top five defense. Um, you can bring back value here, but I don't know if I'll, I, I won't be paying up for Butler just because I know that the other options there, I want to save some money. Uh, don't hate Bam. DeAndre Ayton is the weak spot on this team uh, defensively, so we can go there. Uh, and, and Drogic would be the other guy, <clears throat> but I don't have too much interest in this game in, in general. Yeah, um, you know, with the trade deadline approaching, I hope Phoenix does something to get themselves, uh, you know, trusted power forward because I think that's the hole they're lacking. Like you said, you don't trust DeAndre uh, Aiden against Bam that he's their weak spot. I think they need to get DeAndre some help, you know, at the power forward position to help them, you know, on the defensive end. But that's too much real-life basketball. We'll get back to yeah. that. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be nice for them. I, I know they're looking for a big man. That's what the rumor was a couple weeks ago, but we'll see if they make any splashes like they did with Paul uh, this offseason. But the next game we have is the Philadelphia 76ers at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, We do not have a spread for this one, but we do have some injury reports, and they are some heavy hitters. Uh, We have um, Clay Thompson, Marquise Chris. We know that they're out, but Stephen Curry is out once again for this one, ruled out early. Uh, So that means... They play again on Thursday. He might not be playing in that one since he was ruled out the day ahead. Uh, Eric Pascal and James Wiseman are probable, so they're looking like they're going to make their returns from the health and safety protocols. On the Sixers side, we have the big hitter, Joel Embiid, and then Steph's brother, Seth Curry, also out. Uh, so no Currys in this. Two two Currys to no Currys here. Um, but we'll start on the Sixers side and uh, once again pass it to you and say uh, how you like this team against this exploitable Warriors team knowing that there's no Steph um, and the Sixers has just been playing well, no matter who's in the lineup. Yeah, they have, you know, it's, it's would have been fun if everyone was uh, healthy, but, you know, considering what we have, Ben Simmons at 8,800, normally he's around that price point and I don't like to use him because, you know, he's getting a lot of thirties and low forties in his DraftKing points, but with uh, Embiid out, you can trust him a little more. Um, the price point is still a little high, but you can trust him a little more because the team has to run through him, uh, you know, fully. And uh, you have Tobias Harris. He's been really reaping the benefits with uh, Embiid out. Uh, he had a 60-point drafting game just the other day. So he has that potential. And, uh, you know, he, he's going to be their scorer. Ben, ben Simmons is going to be the mainly the facilitator. Tobias Harris is going to take the load on the scoring end. Uh, I think you can look at Dwight Howard at 6,000. He's been very productive. Uh, 
You know, last game he even played 32 minutes. You know, that's I believe that's a season high for him. Uh, he's definitely going to get you the rebounds and put back. So at 6000 that's a um, great price point. Um, and, you know, I think you can also look at with Seth Curry out, Danny Green at 4900 You know, he, he was a key factor in them winning the game last game. Uh, you know, in the last, two of the last three games, he scored 18 points. So uh, that production should still be there. I think he has the green light. I think he's feeling comfortable uh, on this veteran lace team. He's not under the spotlight like he was with the Lakers. And you know how the Lakers fans were just killing him, uh, <clears throat> Santino. Uh, so I think he's a lot more Me? I wasn't killing him. No, you weren't. You weren't. But, you know, the Lakers fans were really killing him last year. But I think he's, I think he's okay priced at 4900 What do you think? Yeah, and, and um, I think we can look at a few guys here. I think this is a good good matchup. I don't know if I'll specifically go to Danny Green, but he is in a decent matchup. I do not like the near 5K price tag, though. Um, I, I do like Matisse Thybul. I know he only played 18 minutes in the last one. I don't know why he's still hovering around that $3,500 price tag. He's shown the ability to put up mid-20s. And this type of – this is a type of – this is – a type of environment that he could do some uh, some damage in. Uh, but looking at Harris and Simmons, I think Simmons is in a very good spot for some of those guys in that, that 9K range. Uh, there's not going to be Curry, who's not a great defender, but this backcourt, he can exploit it if, if need be. Uh, him or Shake Milton. Shake Milton, he's pretty much a scorer, and sometimes he doesn't score. So take that as you will. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that description. <laughs> but but uh, he's not doing much of anything else. Uh, this is a matchup where he can do that, but um, I don't want to pay. I, I think we have some. We mentioned a few guys around that five mid five k range that I like a little bit better than I feel more comfortable in. Um, and I do like. Uh, I think you mentioned Dwight Howard at six k. It's a little high, but he. He has been putting up pretty solid like rebounding numbers. He's been rebounding like the Orlando Dwight Howard. And I think he could uh knowing that the the Warriors don't have great defense uh from any of their three two centers, uh I'm not counting Draymond in this. I think he could score double digit points and get you uh like twelve and at least twelve and twelve here. So I don't mind going six K. I'm not gonna do it, but He's on the outer edge of my my player pool here, um, and yeah, I think uh, Cork Maz is another guy at, at four or five that just makes it because this is a matchup where he can hit some threes. He doesn't just like Milton. He's a guy who only scores and he just shoots threes. He doesn't do much of el- much of anything else, but um, he could be be decent here for you. <clears throat> but what about on the Warrior side, man? Our is there anybody you're looking at uh, specifically knowing that Curry is once again out for this one? Specifically, I think you would have to look at uh, Andrew Wiggins. You know, um, last game he got 38 drafting points, but the game before that he had 66. That's incredible. You know, he had a 40 actual NBA points and eight rebounds, four assists, four steals. I mean, he just went off, you know. So with Steph Curry out, he has that potential. He has the green light. Uh, to go off again, you know, it might hurt him a little that Oubre is back. Um, but Oubre played in that game. He was just limited. Um, so they have a lot of shooting guards and small forwards now uh, with Jordan Poole and, uh, you know, uh, the other point guard that I always seem to 
think it's Jordan Poole. Uh, what's the other one's name? <laughs> uh, Damian uh, Lee or, or Nico Mannion? Damian Lee, yeah, yeah. Damian Lee and Jordan Poole, they're just the same person to me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, With Ubre back, I don't feel comfortable playing anybody else other than Wiggins and Draymond possibly, but I also think you can look at um, Juan Scano Anderson at 3,700. Um, I think, uh, you know, with uh, Wiseman out, uh, he last game he scored 39 drafting points. You know, he had 11, 6, and 6. So uh, Juan Scano Anderson uh, piques my interest at such a low price uh, point. What do you think about the Warriors? Uh, for me, the, the Sixers are just a very good a uh, well well-rounded defensive team with team defense and individual defense. Uh, I know one of their big defenders isn't there in Embiid, but I st- they still have uh, Simmons and they still have other guys that are very competent. So I don't want to fully attack them, but I do like the Wiggins call at six six. He can go off at this. Uh, he, he there is some downside to his game. In, in the in and in this matchup, but he does have some good upside, and it makes for a very good tournament uh, GPP type of guy. I won't say cash because I don't think he's super safe, uh, but he does have some forty to fifty point um, upside to his game <clears throat> without Curry here. Uh, and then then Jordan Poole, I know he jumped up to fifty six hundred now, uh, but this dude's been dropping points. He took twenty one shots in that last game, uh, fifteen the game before that, sixteen the game before that. He has three straight games of, of 20 points, and he's been double digits uh, since in, in the, every game he's played this month. So I do like I do like him in this matchup, and I think at 5600 that he doesn't have to he doesn't have to score 20 points again to bring back value uh, 20 actual points. Um, so I I do like him here. The matchup is tough, but I I would assume Simmons gets more of Andrew Wiggins than he does Jordan Poole, but we'll we'll see how that shakes out <clears throat> yeah it just uh it scares me to play jordan Poole because like you said he has been going off but Ubre is also getting healthier by the game and uh but you know speaking of the trade deadline you know Ubre is on the market you know the warriors made it known that they're you know trying to trade him because you know they're probably going to lose him from nothing so that's just a sketchy situation to me i don't know what to think of that yeah, and it's it. We're at, we're at that time of the season where uh, we don't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out, and it's not because they're hurt or anything. It's now the, the trade deadline has us has everybody a little bit nervous right. on if they're staying with the with the team or not because there's a lot of whispers <clears throat> of so many of these guys. Would you uh, consider Kevon Looney? He had 28 drafting points last game. No, because uh, they they have Pascal and. and um, um, Wiseman both as probable, so I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. Uh, he'll probably still play around his 15 to 20 minutes. This is a tough matchup. Both Bradley and uh, Howard are, are very physical centers, so I don't know if he'll be able to uh, do that again. Uh, you Sometimes you can't exploit Jonas Valanciunas as physical as he is. Sometimes you can exploit him, but I don't, I'm not just not comfortable with like a 20-minute roll from uh, Looney, even though he is $3,500. Sounds good. How about on this next game, the last game of the night, we have the Nets at the Blazers, a whopping 236.5 total. That's the highest of the four that we have, and the Blazers are one-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, 
Elise Johnson, and Landry Shamet all out for the Nets, and James Harden as questionable. Uh, for the Blazers, we have Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic as out. I uh, will we'll start with the Nets, and before we do that, knowing that Harden is questionable, and this is the last game of the night, it makes his uh, slate leading 11K a little risky. But if they do sit him, they're pretty much saying, we do not want to play this game. That's literally what they're saying, because without Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, there's absolutely zero chance that they're going to win this game. So if they do rest Harden, they're just conceding the game. That's pretty much how I'm looking at it. But I'll throw it out to you and see who do you like on this uh, this net side. Yeah, you know, they're getting more creative uh, with the injury tags, you know, every 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 game, uh, he's going to be questionable with neck soreness. Okay, James <laughs> Harden. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, with it been a late slate, I don't think you can, you know, play him unless you – up until like around 7 o'clock, if you don't hear any news, I don't think you can feel safe to spend 11000 on someone that may not play, uh, especially with the other, you know, two road dogs out. It's, you know, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, it's too risky for me. But that makes Joe Harris, you know, an easy option at 5,400. Obviously, he's going to be shooting threes. Uh, Bruce Brown, early in the season, he was having a great run. So at 4,200, I think that makes him in play. When everyone's out, he's very productive. Uh, Nick Claxton at 3,900, that's a great price point. Last game, he had 16 actual NBA points. Um, So he's, you know, clearly just looking like the best center, best big man they have, Um, you know, Blake Griffin came back last game, played limited minutes. I don't know how much he'll play tonight, so you can't really feel confident in playing him. DeAndre Jordan, you would love to play him if it's going to be a competitive game, but if it's going to be, you know, if Harden's not there, I don't see DeAndre getting big minutes. Uh, so, but, you know, he's at 5,100. That's, that's still a usable price. He's going to still play probably around 20 minutes. But the Nets are just, you know, a headache, I think, more than anything for tonight. And then for me, I'm, I'll play some James Harden, not in cash, just because if we don't have the news, I uh, can't feel safe in cash. But in GPPs, you're going to get him in lower ownership. So I, I'll take stabs at him at 7 if we don't hear the news, 7.30 if we don't hear the news, 8. I'll make sure uh, – got to make sure if you don't hear the news by a, a 7.30 that you have people in that – Sixers Warriors game or people on the Blazers that if he does get ruled out after that you can switch it out but I'll definitely take some stabs with him in in, in a game stack scenario because I do think this is going to be this is the most friendly environment that we're going to have uh, on the slate two massive uh, two teams that like to score the basketball and not play much defense and we don't have Kyrie Irving we don't have Kevin Durant so James Harden is going to be doing as much as possible as he can um, for himself uh, Joe Harris is another option. You mentioned him at five, four going to get a lot of extra shots here. He's going to be the de facto number two option, um, in a very good matchup, fast paced, a team that gives up a lot of three pointers. Uh, you mentioned Bruce Brown at four, two, he's going to take on more of a role. And if Harden doesn't play, makes him even better here. Um, and Nick Claxton at 3,900, He's playing extra minutes now. I do think at some point, I do think they're they're getting another big man. But for right now, uh, they're not going to be playing Blake Griffin many minutes as he works himself back up. We already have Kevin Durant out on uh, DeAndre Jordan. They realize that they can start easing him in a little bit because Nick Claxton's holding his own and playing very well. So uh, 3,900 against Enos Cantor or whoever they're playing as their backup, Harry, Harry Giles. 
very good, very good under 4K. An, another one of the probably better under 4K options, in my opinion, also. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but how are you feeling about this this uh, Blazer side, man? Knowing that they're going to go against the Nets, uh, and they might not have any of the big three, or they just have one of the big three. If they have none of the big three, this might get ugly very fast. Uh, if they have James Harden, this should be a game. Right, right. And, yeah, like you said, that does affect the other team as well. But uh, you got Dame Lillard at 10,000. That's the lowest he's been uh, all season, actually. Um, so that's going to be really enticing to go ahead and put him at that price point. Obviously, as long as he's getting 30 minutes, he's going to you know hit value for you. Uh, CJ McCollum is the guy that is the question mark. Um, he's played four games back since his injury. Only one of those was a great game when he had 46 draft game points. Um, but I think he's on the right track. I think they're easing him in. I think he has that potential. Uh, but if it's going to be a blowout type of game, they're not going to play him big minutes, I wouldn't assume. Uh, so uh, another guy you can look at, obviously, is Enos Cantor uh, at 6,400. He always has potential to get you double-digit rebounds. You know, his last game was not productive at all. He only had 13 drafting points. So that's going to make it, uh, you know, scary to uh, use him. And I'm not even going to comment on what that sound was because I don't know <laughs> to know what you just did. Uh, but he, he put up a fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I see. I didn't want to mention that. But uh, – <laughs> Robert Covington at 5,700, I think he always has the potential to get you possibly 40 drafting points. It's unlikely. You know, he's going to be in the 20s or 30s, but he has that potential. And this game, this game, man, I just don't know about this game. <laughs> Tell me what you think about the Blazers. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine in GPPs taking shots at most a lot of these guys. Four, I, I can look at six or five guys in my opinion. Um, and maybe, may, yeah, maybe six, looking at Derek Jones Jr. at 3,700. Uh, cash, I'll be more selective. I'll probably just go, I like Enos Cantor. And this is just waiting on the James Harden news because if we don't have the news that James Harden's going to play, I can't expect, um, I can't load up on it in cash knowing that if he doesn't play, they don't need to play Lillard. They don't need to play McCollum. They don't need to play Cantor, Covington. None of these guys need to play over 30 minutes if James Harden doesn't play. Uh, but if he does play, then they probably will play over 30 minutes, and this is a fantastic matchup. Cantor against the Nets uh, interior, pretty good. Uh, Covington, Mello, uh, that both of their respective price tags both have an advantage. Uh, Mello just scores, and, and the Nets, you, you can score on the Nets, so I don't mind – uh, going there if you need to. Derek Jones Jr. under 4K. He's only taking a handful of shots here and there in in games, but uh, he does do the dirty work some uh, on occasion. Uh, I mean, most of the time, but it, uh, on occasion it shows up in the box score, like blocks, rebounds, assists, uh, or not assists, uh, steals, and all that random stuff shows up in the scoreboard. And under 4K, we can take a stab here. And then the two big guys, McCollum and Lillard. If Harden's in. Uh, I want to have I want to run Harden back with one of these guys, and if you have the money for Lillard, awesome because th- you can attack the point guard position. If you don't have the money for Lillard, McCollum makes sense too at seven four. Uh, just in a in the environment that's going to be the highest spread of the night by uh, at least double digits, and it's going to be a just a fast pace, not so much defense game environment. I do want to have a lot of exposure to it, uh, but. 
mainly in GPPs just because as of recording this podcast, we're not sure if uh, James Harden is going to play. And we already know Kyrie and KD aren't going to play. Uh, so it makes it a, um, me a little little hesitant in cash uh, as of right now. Yeah, I just, you know, other than Rocco, you know, with the whole Rodney Hood, Derrick Jones Jr., uh, Gary Trent, Carmelo, they all just scare me because they were kind of up and down. They were solid, but up and down without CJ there. And with CJ McCollum there, they're clearly going to take even more of a back seat. So I don't feel confident in any of those guys. But, you know, there's some of them are priced low enough to where you can find value, but it's just too risky for me. Yeah, on a game-to-game basis, I'm not confident. It, I do like them in this particular game environment, though. Uh, so that's where I will take some some stabs at them, especially since they're not too high-priced. Uh, maybe I'll have less of Covington and, and Mello out of the six guys I mentioned just because I do like other options in that uh, 5K range. Um, so I don't mind not going there. But uh, Enos Cantor is in a good matchup. Derek Jones Jr. under 4K is another option here. Um, and then we have those those two big guys that are can always blow up at any point. And when you know you're going against Brooklyn, you it's going to be a it's a prime time game at home. Uh, they're going to want to show up for it. <clears throat> but um, yeah, man. Before we we head on out of here, we hit we did hit those six games, um, knocked everything. I do want to do quick thing and we'll just do one before one of each before we head on out of here um of of our of your favorite tiers <clears throat> and we can start with uh what do you want to start with high medium or low let's start with high we'll start with high so uh, anything over we'll say 8k who's your favorite guy and why it doesn't have to be the highest point score it could be price could be whatever the reason is but who's a guy that you're you're targeting here uh, I would say uh, Tobias Harris uh, at 8,500, uh, just because he's going to be the focal point of the offense for the Philadelphia Sixers. Sixers in a great matchup. You know, no one too scary going to be guarding him on the other side on the Warriors. I like it. And um, <clears throat> I'm probably going to go Dame Lillard here at, at 10K and just hope that uh, Harden plays and, and makes it a competitive game. But I, I like the, the 10K here uh, for him. <clears throat> All right, man. Let's jump on over to the the mid tier and anything under uh, about five and a half k to just under or seven point nine k. So, uh, big what, what range are you doing? Here. What are you doing with these numbers here? Come on, now. What the, is that? Mid k. <laughs> it's it's under eight k, but over over five k. It's pretty much what the, like the mid tier. Mid tier. Okay. All right. Anyway, I got somebody for you. <laughs> Uh, Taylor yeah. Horton Tucker at 5,500 just squeaks into your, you know, number range. Uh, like I said, I think you can put up similar production to Kuzma, if not better. And, you know, the Lakers are going to need him to be, you know, very productive for him and all around, you know, to keep up with the Pelicans. I think that's a great uh, matchup. And I also like Wiggins at 6,600 uh, for all those reasons also. Yeah, I like that. I, I think Tucker is – he's. I would I would I would rate him there too as as one of my uh, favorite plays there just because they're gonna need him and that matchup is fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> for me, I guess I'll throw out uh, without the Tucker. I, I like R.J. Barrett at six six. Not the not the most reliable player in the league, but against the Wizards, uh, everybody gets a boost for me, so I'll, I'll take my chances at at him. Oh, in hey, that, hold that a question, question. 
Would you like RJ Barrett over Kyle Kuzma? They're only two hundred dollars difference. Uh, yeah, slightly like him better. I uh, like the matchup, yeah. and um, I don't know about Kuzma. Totally, I think he'll <laughs> probably go off, and and I'll be wrong about it, but uh, slightly there. I like Tucker more than both of them at at a reduced price tag, but uh, I know you guys don't. You and Mike don't like having the same guy, so I will not say it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, your guy, I like it. I like that. I saw your guy. Okay, you go first on the lower tier. And then we'll go. Yep, forty about forty five hundred and under. Um, I do know who you're going to say in that price you range. So no, you don't. <laughs> you're going to say a, a guy in that same uh, Laker. Pelicans game, but <clears throat> I'm going to throw out. There are a few people here. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on the, the no, magic. No, no, throw out one person. Oh, no, I am throwing one. I'm just saying we have to keep <laughs> okay. an eye on the magic because a lot of a lot of stuff will open up there. Um, but I think Nicholas Claxton against. Damn the, it! That's the, the guy I was going to pick. <laughs> all right. Well, I like. I think Nicholas Claxton against the the Blazers just makes a lot of sense here. Uh, they're they're not going to ramp up Blake Griffin yet. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, they don't need to run him into the ground until KD comes back and tells him, I want him to get run in the ground. Uh, and right now, under 4K, it just makes a lot of sense. Well, I'm never letting you go first again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other guy could potential, you know, I don't love as much as I love Claxton, but uh, James Ennis for the Orlando Magic. Like we said, keep an eye out on Aaron Gordon, uh, possibly being out and Terrence Ross. So, with Ennis in there at thirty eight hundred, that's a great price point for him. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about Toscano Anderson now for the Warriors at thirty seven hundred. Uh, with you said Eric Pascal is back, and you said someone else is back for the Warriors. Uh, the, the man that they call Wise. I don't know why they they do. Yeah, that. Wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, I, I had him marked down, but that does hurt his value. All right, man, and and. Uh... That does it for the tears, too. Wait, 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 wait. Who did you think I had in the Lakers-Pelicans game? I thought you were going to say Alexander Walker. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, 4,400. <laughs> that's, that's still a good good bet. Decent bet. Um, <laughs> and before we head on out of here, is there, is there anything else you want to you wanna add before, uh believe, our last show together before the, uh, the trade deadline? I almost said all-star break. <laughs> No, I mean, I just can't wait till the all-star break is over so we can get the I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I got you to say you, you got me. <laughs> the trade deadline is over, so we have more clarity. Uh, guys, stop sitting out. Um, you know, I just look forward to it. It's unfortunate that LaMelo Ball got hurt. I think the Hornets would have possibly did something there, but it's no point now. So, you know, I'm just looking forward to it. Yep. and They might do something, but for the future, nothing to – really go after the playoffs now. I don't think they need to without their guy. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be fun, and it's going to be interesting to see what comes of what. We already had our first trade while we were doing this podcast, or right before we came onto the podcast. Uh, Mifiandu Kabanjeli went to the uh, the Kings for him, a second-round pick, and Cash went to the Kings for a protected second-round pick. Big moves already being made. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see what happens in this deadline and and who comes out with what. But it'll are your be... Lakers going to make a move? They're going to make a move. I don't know what it's going to be though, whether it's on the buyout market or a trade. Uh, they're they're going to make something. I don't think they're going to make too too many splashes, but they're they're not going to have the same team by 
I was going to say tomorrow, but it's not the deadline. I'm not going to have the same team by uh, next week. They might, whoever they're going to, if they don't get anything they like, they'll wait for the buyout market, get DeMarcus Cousins, get someone else. Probably. Yep. Yep. Right? We'll see. Well, we will see. But uh, that's it for our Tuesday, uh, February 20. Oh, Jesus, I'm lost right now. Our March 23rd edition <laughs> of uh, Hoop Balls DFS today. Uh, I am Santino Cacone. You can follow me on Twitter at Santino Cacone. Uh, we, I was, we were here with, I was joined with Will, Will Harris. You can find him on Twitter at William is Bill. Uh, we will catch you guys again next uh, Tuesday. Have a good one. Yep, after the All-Star break. <laughs> <laughs> after the All-Star break. Weeks <laughs> after. <laughs>